Sing about your mercy. I'd run out of breath. There's not enough paint in the world to paint a picture of your splendor. 
Spirit, break us, come and overtake. 
Okay, let's see here. Your mercy is ocean deep. Your love is where I want to be. Your grace is more than I could ever believe. Is that the one you have? If I wrote about your love. Yeah. Who's it say it's by? Oh. Okay, cool. Yes, that's it. Hey, you look pretty. Yes. And it's under more Holy Spirit, and it goes in a spirit breakout. If my voice will let me. And it goes into spirit breakout. It's more Holy Spirit. And they might be tagged together. Yeah. So it says, Holy Spirit, break us. Okay. Does it have I decrease as you increase? And does it have um, from my heart? I may not be able to hit that. From my heart. Uh, yeah, there's the I decrease. I just didn't know if it had. had like just two lines yes and then the from my heart to the heavens yeah they okay cool you have it all yeah okay okay sweet thank you
Wahnsinn. Welcome to Wednesday night service. We have a couple announcements. This weekend, the youth will be leaving for NTYC, and that's always a good time. I think they know. They'll get all the announcements about that. If you have any questions or if you have a child that's going, ask Brother Stephen or Sister Cowan. The 12th is Daylight Savings Time, and I think we it's unforgettable what Brother Sterling did. So we're springing forward, losing an hour. Youth Sunday is on the 12th, which I think is not next Sunday, but the next. The 24th, I'm getting married to someone over there on the guitar, not the bass, but the guitar. <laughs> um, we've heard all the jokes, so there's not a joke that's old at this point. Anyways, the 26th, our mission pledge will be due. The 28th is our Ladies United Fellowship. I really encourage all you ladies to come and bring a friend. It's worth the extra miles you have to drive or miles you have to get ready for. And then online registration for Ladies Joy Conference. This was a uh, very impactful time last year. I mean, just hours of praise and worship. And after our last service on that Friday night, just worshiping and worshiping and worshiping. And it was very incredible. So I encourage you ladies, if you can get there, try to get there. Why don't you go ahead and stand up? I think what's so cool about this um, revival that we're hearing about is that God has been telling us all along, He'll do it. And I think He had to do it outside of a church to make us realize He'll do it wherever He's worshipped, wherever He's praised. And I'm just thankful that it's finally hitting some of us churches, okay? So I don't want to lose it. I don't want it just to be a Sunday night thing. I want it to be every time we step in here, every time we step in our job, our work, wherever we're at. So God, have your way in this place. God, we don't want to just live off of Sunday night, God. We want an everyday experience with you. A revival stirring, a ground shaking, earth shattering experience with you, God. That leaves us hungry for you like never before. Oh God, Holy Spirit, break us. Come and overtake us. Because 
sweat and the fear and the horror of times past. The fear of the Lord is an immediate need. The fear of the world has come via COVID, which opened the door. When you open the door for fear to live in your heart, it's easy for other spirits to get in and create a level of fear. And tonight, we are going to God in prayer for these people. But we're going to pray, first of all, any spirit that would deny healing and miracles. Get out of here. We have that kind of power to deliver ultimatums to spiritual wickedness, to idolatry, gods that we serve daily that can't do it, ladies and gentlemen, he's out of the tomb. And he's parading the streets. And he's knocking on the door of your heart saying, let me in and I will give you every promise that I ever made in your life. Let's touch the hem of his garment now. Father, we praise you for the will of God, the word of God, the power of the Holy Ghost. We praise you for the promises that you have made about coming to get us. We come to your house to be washed. We come to your house to empower our minds. And today we're praying for the sick, those men and women that need a touch of God. And I am praying tonight that the will of God would be done. And I want to mention these names, Sister Renee Flowers, Sister Shirley Henson, Sister Nail Fleming, Sister Nelda Dross, Doss, Tommy Schiller, Kim Adams, Mitzi Davis, Brother and Sister Clark, Tony Bowden, and he is seeming some success, Kayla Giberson, Tommy Shelton, 
Charles Fleming, Alex Stevens, Lois Weems, Jonathan Crawford, Miller Gambry, Alex Trawick, Bob Bolton, Billy Bolton, Kelly LaRue, Kerry Grant, Brother and Sister Trinata are here tonight, Brother and Sister Proctor, Nelson and Missy Miller, Chaplain Stephen Gibbs, Loretta Edwards, Brother and Sister Bristow. My wife was out to see them today and had a, a nice visit and a touch of the Lord. George and Mildred Pratt. And we want to believe tonight that every preacher, every preacher in this area is felt feels the touch of the Lord. Let's minister another minute or two in this. Father, we have prayed over these people earlier. We are praying right now for a particular witness of your spirit in every one of their lives that they sensed an angel of healing, of victory, some sort of a realization that they can develop a confidence in. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If Praise I God. About your love, I'd run out of favor. If I sing about your mercy, I run out of praise. There's not enough pain in the world to paint a picture of your splendor. There's not enough words to describe the awesome wonder of your power, of your power. Your mercy is ocean deep, your love is where I want to be, your grace is more than I could ever believe. ocean deep your love is where I want to be your grace is more than I could ever believe if I wrote about your love I'd run out of paper if I sang about your mercy I'd run out of breath there's not enough pain of your splendor There's not enough words to describe the awesome wonder of your power of your power Your mercy is ocean deep Your love is where I want to be Your grace is more than I could ever believe Let it overwhelm. 
are happening and you're affecting a world in a big way. Thank you continually for your offerings and the ushers are coming right now to receive our offering and uh, as a pastor of the church I, I, I get amazed because uh, a lot of times my real work is between my head and my heart and people say pastor while you're not busy would you do this or do that? <laughs> And I'm thinking, man, if you only knew what it's like to try to make sure four to five hundred people make the holy city. I know we don't have that many on Sunday, but that's how many is on the chart for my life to try to reach. Father, thank you for the people that cannot come to the house of God, those that don't come but send their tithe and offerings in, and then those that are so faithful to be here to harbor your word, to maturate your word, to grow a city, to grow a home. I pray the blessings of heaven upon these people for their continued giving. In Jesus' name, God bless you and thank you so kindly. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There is power in the name of Jesus. I believe it. There is
every chain, break every chain. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, to break every chain. opportunities as you're seated obviously is the schedule God has us on destroying the works of the flesh destroying those spirits that would love to drag our children further into the dark many spirits that would confuse the mind and the heart many things that are going on and that's why God put all of that in the word so we could be aware of the day and the hour of his coming because he tells us explicitly in the last days many deceivers the works of the flesh the pride of life, the lust of the world, and the lust of the eye. And we are living in that moment in which divided efforts to reach your mind, to create appetite that would draw you away from the very source of what we really are looking for, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So we know that in the importance of having the Holy Ghost, that's important because it will lead and guide us into truths. I know a lot of people, they think because they get the Holy Ghost that that's just going to make everything work out. No. The Word, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So the truth is the path. It's a door to open up and then the spirit is what causes us to be able to apply our life to that particular power the word and the word cleanses us the word directs us and the word energizes our thought patterns and so it's a very simple thing but a lot of people think when uh, you shall receive power after you get the Holy Ghost, and they think they're just going to be like lightning. Now, here, when, it don't work that way. Sow your seed, and then pray over your seed, and the harvest will come up in the fruit, and you will have the fruit of the Spirit in you. And that's why it's so imperative to know the nine fruit of the Spirit, to see if you've got them all working in your life. Because great peace have they who love the law of the Lord. This is the law. And that 
peace is projected into our life by a pure spirit. Thus, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. You can't do that with frustrated grace. It just won't happen. So he says, don't frustrate the grace of God. In other words, don't, don't twist and turn truth to try to fit your desire. You fit your life to his desire, and great peace have they who love the law of the Lord. And you can tell who's walking in the Spirit when the peace is there. It's just, it don't happen. Just when the peace of God going, going through a jail cell or facing a lion or fa facing a, a bear or whatever, when you got peace, great peace will destroy the enemy because his whole idea is to frustrate the grace of God or to frustrate you so that your faith weakens and you cave in to situations where that you become prey for the enemy. So that's why we need to let brotherly love continue, encouraging one another. Man, you can do this. You can do it. There's not anything God gave us to do that he didn't give us power and visibility in his word to get it done. So let's move on into this lesson. And I hope that uh, somehow that we can profit from this. Okay. And uh, so... Anybody know what this says up in the left corner? Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Adam and Eve. And so in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he put all of this other stuff in place. We need to refresh ourselves daily on how powerful the God that's living in you really is. I mean, we're not talking about going to a local assembly. We're talking about going there to learn more about there. We're talking about going here to learn how to profit or move into all of the tremendous powers of the Holy One. And so we're going all the way back to A right now. And, and we're starting right over there in Adam and Eve and and then here they are in a world that is huge. And then, and then, God was in the world, but he was not of the world. And these creatures, humans, built that city. New York or wherever that is. Does that look like the Empire State Building over to the left? That's the reason I named it New York, but it looks like Seattle, Washington with that big circle up there. But whatever that is, that is something man created. And you think that God left us in spiritual poverty and gave Adam and Eve fallen in sin, shapen in iniquity, humans 
born in sin, shaping in iniquity, and they can come out here and build a city like that, and we can't even build a life that's powerful enough to run every devil out of our head, to run every demon out of our heart, to run every devil out of our home. I'm telling you, prayer works when you work it right. I'm here to tell you, when you trust in the name of the Lord and bring the blood and bring the word, the truth will make you free. It, I'm here to tell you that these people built that city. Look at that ball on top of that stuff. And I looked at all of that the other morning or a few weeks ago, whenever it was, and I got to looking at all of this stuff, and I thought, my, 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 my. There is the harbor. Ships from everywhere know about that harbor. I want at least everybody in the surrounding counties to know what this building is all about. They ought to parade their lives into the harbor, a place of comfort, a place of peace, a place of joy. When they walk in this house, there ought to be an aura. When they come into this place like Sunday night, when the aura of the Holy One was in here and you just couldn't even hardly feel like moving, you just wanted to open your arms and say, come on, come on, come on, come on. Do it all, do it all. Give us all. And we are going to seek the face of God for that every service. It ought not to be just challenging oh my God I, how, how long is he going to preach or how long are we going to be in the altar service it's how much of that glory the harbor can afford how much of that place can people come from foreign countries and bring their wares and then go home with what we give them ladies and gentlemen this house of God has so much to give this house of God has so much to live for this house of God has been built on a sure foundation a doctrine that will never corrupt a doctrine that will never fail a doctrine that has all power in heaven and earth associated with it I'm here to teach us tonight it ought to be when I get up in the morning I got a consecration when I get up in the morning I'm going to open the harbor when I get up in the morning I'm going to take joy with me I'm going to take peace with me I'm going to take love with me I'm going to take forgiveness with me I'm going to stock up on it in my prayer chamber and when I get to somebody that's growling and howling I'm going to say look Buster I'm going to tell you that used to be me but I found the well that never runs dry I found a glory that never fades I found a love that never stops giving I am in on something I'd like for you to know about I wish some of you men would stand up and praise him right now for your wife, your children, the opportunity to raise up a people in this community. Oh, thank God. And I told myself, men have created all kind of things and they can go from one country to another, a continent to another. And we're wondering if we're going to go to heaven. He already been there. And he gave you his word. 
and he gave you his spirit and he said come follow me and I will make you fishers of men in other words I'm not going to only empower you to go I am going to empower you to feed the sheep and to feed the flock out yonder that are miserable and adultery and fornication and all of the things going on we're not going to despise them we're going to despise the spirits that's holding them hostage and we're going to bring the name that's above every name and a love and a glory and a power and tell them say man I once was lost but now I'm found I found Calvary and I nailed myself to the cross and since Calvary I got baptized in the name of Jesus I got the Holy Ghost and devils are scared to death of me now I'm no longer scared of devils they're scared of me they know who lives in this house they know who authors the word I speak they understand the spirit Uh, hallelujah I wish we'd pray about one minute for our world again right now I plead the blood of Jesus over every preacher I plead the blood of Jesus over every place in this community that calls the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over every factory, over every business. I plead the blood of Jesus over this county. I'm pleading God that the angels of heaven have a place to land around here. That the glory cloud was be seated until the Niagara of your spirit falls. Hallelujah. Surrounded by extreme limitations, God continually delivers His children, saving them from boredom. I am so saddened to see people that go to the house of God and you ask them how they're doing. Oh, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm getting by. What? Oh, if you knew the hell I was going through, I'll tell you what. I, I, I went to church, and I, I got something over there. And, and, and you know, they, they signed me up for heaven. But, but I, did, I tell you, I, I'm just going through a hard time. You know, I just can't hardly get out of this cocoon I'm in. This old flesh. Stuff drags me down. I just barely get to worship. It's hard to get me to worship anymore. You know, years ago when I thought about getting the Holy Ghost, I'd just dance and shout thinking about it. But you know, you know, just time wears on. And and you know, I mean, after all, you get old and, and there's not much excitement in the old. Speak for yourself. My mentors got old, but they didn't lose connection with excitement. They didn't lose connection with glory. They didn't lose connection with learning more. They didn't. My dad was still studying three languages in Hebrew and, and, and Judaism and stuff like that when he finally quit this world after 68 years. You don't know how glad I was to get past 68. My grandpa, the first district superintendent of this district, he died at 68. My dad died at 68, and I couldn't wait to get past 68. 
I don't feel like I'm older than 68 now. I'm having the time of my life. I am so thankful that God gave you and I a passion for this area. And we're not going to let the people flying jets and all the other stuff building buildings that we go visit and act like they got more than we do and then damn them for having all that stuff. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to tell them, hey, man, I, I'm telling you, I, I wish I'd have made the money you made doing that. I wish I'd have done this and that. But I'm going to tell you what I've got. I've got an inheritance that's incorruptible. I've got an inheritance that's going to get me out of a grave I may never have much of your money but I've got a whole thing that gave you your money and that gave you your house that gave you your car that gave you all of that and one of these days I'm going to be a mountain up and with wings as eagles I'm Halabahanda I'm going to run with the weary and I'm going to pick them up and say look be not weary and well doing for in due season you're going to reap baby you're going to get out of that pathos you're you just going through the valley of the shadow of death. You're not going under. You got a God that's a resurrection and the life. You've got a bloodline that's got all wisdom and power associated with it. You're not going to give up. Not on your life. We're not going to let you give up. We're going to give you to God. We're not going to give up. We're going to give you to God. We're not giving you up, world. We're going to give you to God. Hey, we're going to give God to you. Oh, I wish about 10 of you men would just stand up and say, here we come, devil. We're not sitting still. We're coming. We're coming with flames. We're coming with the sword of the Spirit. We're going to defy those enemies that are trying to take our kids and grandkids and great-grandkids. Not going to get them. We're going to leave our home holy. We're going to leave our head holy. We're going to leave our heart holy. We're not leaving room for any darkness, devils. The excitement of kingdom life is ruling. You've been wanting to rule your wife? Go ahead and rule yourself. Church ought to be the most exciting place we go. Some people can't wait to get a shower at home. Washed by the washing of the water by the word does more for you than that shower. It may only be one little area in your life that I don't know if you ever, anybody ever had a tick, a red bug. You know, a red bug's harder to get rid of than a tick. Most time you can see a tick if he's any size at all. But boy, them red bugs, they sink in quick. And they get you all festered up. And they can absolutely make a mess out of you. And I can tell you, it's the little foxes that still spoil the vine. That's what the book said. Oh, well, that didn't mean anything. With him, it means everything. Any violation of his word declares... We don't have solvency in him. 
That's why it says, love your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then he says that we are to go into all the world, teaching and preaching. The king and the kingdom excite the world with great and greater anticipation. All the excitement going on in the world is only for now. I enjoy a good ball game as much as any of you do. I enjoy racing a car as much as any of you do. There's just something about those G-forces when you press it to the metal and smoke's coming out of the wheels. It's been a long time since I've been able to do that, but I still have a memory. Ladies and gentlemen, there is just something about it that when you've got the Holy Ghost, you've got power to overcome the devil on any and every occasion unless when he knocks and he's got you more of this world than you really even need and you say, oh, well, that's not going to hurt. I mean, I'll serve that little God there. He can't do much. No, if it's a distraction from loving God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, it's a lot bigger than you ever dreamed it was. If it distracts your attendance to prayer, if it distracts your attendance to reading the Word and obeying the Word, it's a whole lot bigger than you ever dreamed because your eternity rests on one dead fly in the ointment of the apothecary and causes the whole thing to stink. He doesn't play games with that. You can't afford to let hate and jealousy and envy and strife and all of that stuff make its womb, makes a womb inside of your brain and, and delivers more spirits. It's a big deal. Many temptations allure us and our children to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. And as I've mentioned to you several times in the last three years, and he said, even the more as you see that day approaching. Why? It's because of all of that stuff out yonder I showed you at first. There's airplanes. There's places to go. There's things to do that pull and cater to this flesh and cause you to say well I can get more excitement out of doing that and I, it's not about excitement it's about winning the prize it's not about excitement it's about overcoming the wicked one it's not about excitement you're go, your day is coming friend I'm telling you your day is coming don't you worry about who looks like they're ahead right now I'm telling you if you're walking with Jesus in a moment in the twinkling of an eye the trump of God's going to sound and if you're listening to that sound, you're out of here. And they're going to still be wondering, uh, what's my boat worth? And what's this gun worth? And what's all of this worth? Uh, it means nothing now. It's not wrong for you to have some of the things I'm just saying. It's just wrong to make a God out of them. Uh, to make them more important than the house of God, the Word of God, the Holy Ghost and fire. And leaving a prayer room uh, out of the business. You say, Pastor, you're hard. You're preaching hard. I believe in hell. I haven't perfected myself yet. One of the things that keeps me 
doing it is because if I say it to you, I'm liable to obey it myself. Because I happen to like you. And I've got to love you. If there is not an excitement about training to be God. If there's not an excitement, it's not likely that you're going to digest the word and pray the spirit into place every day. There's got to be this sense. Let me tell you, when I was in the military and we were facing Vietnam, if our captain or lieutenant, it didn't make any difference if they were first or second lieutenant, if they were an officer and they walked into our dorm, our whole deal was... That's a, you remember that, Brother Ronnie? They didn't walk through there with towels and us not notice their towels. That we were to obey them. That we were to follow them wherever we went. Walking, running, jogging. I just tell you this, you don't want, you can be glad you wasn't a Jew in that day. The Jews were fat and didn't exercise much. And they had to duck walk up hills because they was in the goon platoon. Because if they made 300 or less on a 500 PT test, they was in the goon platoon and they had to stay an hour every day and play on that little sand hill. They, for a earthly crown... And we want to start sloughing off when the Bible says the enemy is going to be more harsh and hard on your children and going to develop all kind of means and schemes to get your children to go to that hell. Ladies and gentlemen, if he put that world together that I tried to show you and he put people together that can fly aircraft from one one, uh, country to another, don't you doubt that he can make you what you need to be and what you want to be. You wouldn't be here tonight if you didn't want to do his will. You wouldn't be here tonight if you didn't want to do his power. You wouldn't be here tonight if you didn't desire to go to a holy city and to live eternally and reach your children and reach your neighbor. You wouldn't want to do that. But when you afford the glory of the Lord in you, the hope of power and resources... Again, it's not about joining a church. It's about joining the bloodline. Too many are at ease in Zion, and that's the reason it's in there. And it's up to you to jostle some of your brothers and sisters. I mean, that's if you love them. You don't knock them. You encourage them. Hey, I've been there. Have we calling ourselves the body of Christ, the bride of Christ? Have we lost the vision of what now and our future will be and satisfy ourselves? By dabbling our feet a little bit in the edge of the ocean? Not me. 
not me. I will not satisfy myself with that. I will preach harder, longer if I have to, to get you to the place where your kids look up to you and say, Dad, would you pray for me? I slipped and fell. I got so far from God, but I see your victory. Mama, would you lay your hand on my head again and tell the powers of hell get out of this room and know that with the power of God in your life and the way you live and the way you love that the angels that are encamped around about you are just about to deliver your children and deliver your nieces and nephews and your grandparents ladies and gentlemen whether young or old whether young or smart I'm here to tell you there's a revival about to happen and I hear it knocking on the door knock 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 and he said if anybody will get that door open I'll come in and I'll bring everything I have I won't bring you a turkey I'll bring you everything you need for the meal say pastor you're preaching hard I believe in a long eternity don't think I'm not tempted to do a little cute address David said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Isn't that awesome, Brother Les? Goodness. How did he figure that out? He went to war. And every time he went to war, he faced off in faith. And all of a sudden, goodness and mercy stepped in front of him and said, goodbye, bear. Goodbye, lion. Goodbye, fake. Goodbye. Goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. Thus, if I tremble, I stumble and fall. Goodness and mercy, goodness and mercy, goodness and mercy, goodness and mercy will come and get me up and say look you're my brother you're my sister and I noticed you hadn't been coming lately to the house of God let me tell you what the house of God does to me I remember a time I got a little lethargic I remember one time I got a little lukewarm and I tell you I I lost a lot of peace and I lost a lot of joy and I found myself willing to absolutely say things that I used to would never say and go places and have appetite for things that I used to never have good and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and surely I will move back into the house of the redeemed I'll move back into the house of God and there in the house of God the angels will accompany me and I will go home in peace and power and glory and I'll face off the devil the next day and say get out of my house in the name of Jesus by the power of the blood I worship God in this house. God is looking now for a desiring bride, a partner that can believe his complete world. Not just get him because he said, I'll give you a special name. Not just get him because he has control of the heavens. No, no, no. The partner provides what he could not provide for himself. 
Could you stand and just shout hallelujah? How long have you been going to the house of God? How long have you had the Holy Ghost? When did you meet Chiron? Kylie, I mean. Two years. Would you illustrate how that you did? I was talking to our district superintendent a couple of days ago, and or not long ago. Would you get right down there where you get at count meeting? Both of our last two count meeting speakers could hardly believe their eyes that Paris, Texas was being represented in such a way. I mean, that was tears and joy and peace. She didn't care what anybody said. She didn't care what anybody was doing. She didn't care about that. I'm not lauding her because I'm putting her in a bad position right now because I promise you the devil will whip up on her real good for being down here tonight because I've done that myself. They've called me down on one or time two when I was doing fairly good. And, and I'm, I'm here to tell you that the devil hates it when the church worships uh, but it really hates it when somebody comes out uh, and says look I, I'm willing to do the sacrifice thing I'm willing to put myself on the line uh, they can say what they want to but I'm going to weep over the lost uh, they can say what they want to but I'm going to shout over the redeemed uh, I don't care that, they can do what they want to but the Lord said he loves a cheerful giver I'm going to give because it's right to give uh, I love that Messiah I believe he's coming back uh, I believe he's He's redeeming me. I believe he's got all power in heaven and in earth. I don't believe I belong to a building. I belong to a God. I belong to a bloodline. I belong to truth. I belong to power. I belong to resurrection. I belong to the redeemed. Not just a little satisfaction. Oh, Come pat me on the head if you will. And tell your bride to be to follow you. Pat me on the head. Tell me I'm a good preacher. Oh yeah, I know it, man. I tell you what, I wish everybody knew it. They can say that they want to. But there's one that's got an angel writing my record. It would be easy to cater to the crowd. It would be easy. But I understand one thing. That he is watching every sermon, every move I make. If you think the... Have you noticed lately you can't even go online and ask for something about a waffle iron until that there's about three or four vendors trying to sell you a waffle iron. And you wonder if the angels are watching everything you do. Where do you think they got their information? He said the children of this generation are wiser in their day than the children of light. They know how to bleed the skies. They know how to bleed the, uh, the, the, the brain. And to get all of those phones and all of that antennas and all that stuff out there. And, and if we're not careful, we're just going to be little robots. Uh, oh, 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 i got to be online. I, I, I was going to go pray, but uh, somebody wanted to talk to me on, on uh, uh, what, what's that little deal? Uh, uh, Facebook or whatever. I, 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 I really fully intended but you tell you truth I got on Facebook and there was so much interesting stuff I, I, I absolutely let it go about travailing for, for, for our city and, and for my pastor and my God 
woe to them that are at ease in Zion. They know about all of this. They just don't take advantage of it. Say, Pastor, that's hard preaching. You're going to think it was wonderful preaching one day when you walk through the door. You're going to think it was needed early. When you look at all that God is doing for us. All in the world, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And I can barely spend five minutes praying a day. Why was I born? What To what end was I born? And to why was I become born again? Ladies and gentlemen, we didn't get to be born again to show the world who we are. We got to show the devil who we are. We're the king's kids. We belong to royalty. We don't follow all the little things out yonder. We belong to a king, a righteous king, a righteous judge, one that's going to say... One of these days, well done, sir. You started those Bible studies for those young men. You got something going that would take them aside and say, let's get together. Let's strengthen ourselves. Let's pray together. Let's shoulder one another together. Let's develop our family. Let's develop our city. Let's develop, develop, develop. I'm telling you, this church is about to move in to the gates of glory of a revival like we have not ever had. I'm not talking about going back and picking up on the Kilgores or anybody else. I'm talking about moving into what's now for the church. What's waiting for the church. What revival is waiting for the church. It's in the book of Joel. It's in the book of Revelation. It's there. It's waiting. Come on, he said. Come unto me. And I will make you Fishers of men. Come out and be your separate is in the heart first. Then it gets in the head. And first of all, those happen. And then you desire the righteousness of the king. With the heart and the head sanctifying, desire to be godly and disciplined. I'm going to quote it to us again because I'm going to be saying it for a long time. The wise man said, through desire a man separateth himself and intermeddleth unto all wisdom. You cannot dress holiness to people 
they dress right because they are holy and they don't want anything that looks unholy or ungodly they have a desire through desire a man separateth himself you can't beat that you build as a preacher you build a future and you build a purpose and when the people see the purpose and the future is wonderful enough they will depart from sin they will depart from iniquity they will walk away from the world they will walk into the glory they will leap over troop jump over a wall and they will find the grace and the glory that will provide everything necessary to whip the devil on any front every front and everywhere anytime in the middle of the night in the middle of the morning in the middle of the job in the middle of somebody cursing you out I'm here to tell you this is not some circus it is the kingdom of God Being born again crucifies the flesh. And being led by God and by His Word is critical. Born of the water and of the Spirit can become a formality without God. That's why the book said, Though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Don't think because you talk in tongues you're going to heaven. Now don't think if you don't talk in tongues you are going. The whole deal is that he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God. I'm not doing this for somebody else to hear me. My soul is crying out. And I don't have enough English to tell him the horror of my heart and the misery of my mind. I don't have enough. But my spirit begins to pray. And the Spirit of God intercedes with the source, the Father of life. And all of a sudden, you find a thought coming. Let me just tell you real quick. If there's ever a thought coming to you against a brother or a sister or somebody you can be sure it's not God you don't have to learn that that's easy now if you feel convicted to go to them in the spirit of meekness and fear then that's probably is God but I'm telling you If you ever get the thought that somebody's talking bad about you, believe me, it's not God. It's a demon. I've had enough demons try to taint me with that kind of stuff. That's why I preach one dead fly in the ointment of the apothecary. When you have another God that's telling you what not to, what you ought to do, and I'm here to tell you, God will never tell you to turn your back on your neighbor. God said, go to your neighbor in the spirit of meekness and fear and tell them as, as you're headed their way, pray over them, plead the blood over them so that when you get there, you got a righteous spirit and they feel conviction. Say, Pastor, you're too late. I've already done it. Forgiveness is just as good now as it was a thousand years ago. It's immediate if you confess it. The power of the invisible God is displayed in conduct, then dress. Adam and Eve were naked in the garden. Didn't sound like they had much clothes on. The light of the world was transparent and holy in every way. 
in the garden without a stripe of clothes. Now, don't you think for one minute that I don't believe in discipline. I believe we ought to discipline ourselves. I believe we ought to be chaste and virtuous in everything we do. But not because somebody makes you do it. But because he that ever liveth, that maketh intercession with the Father, is so clean, holy, and righteous, we don't want to do it. We don't want him to think we have one desire to be an adulterer or an adulteress or a fornicator. We don't want anybody, no demon ought to be able to jump on that and say, my God, they're so full of light. They're so full of holiness. They're so full of righteousness. And I'm telling you that they discipline their body according to their desire. Anyone can tell the hunger for God because you enter each day prayer. Hunger reaches to God in praise. God inhabits the praise of His people. You can tell when people don't want too much of God. You can tell when they don't have too much of God. Great peace have they who love the law of the Lord. And nothing shall by any means offend them. You say, Pastor, you preached that last month. I'll preach it every month if we have to. Until that we are such a light set on a hill that the world absolutely says, I wish they'd get that church out of here. I wish they'd get those people out of here. They're making us feel bad. We're not here to make them feel bad. We're, letting, we're here to make them feel what they ought to feel so they can find the shower of living water, the bread that never fades, the bread that always strengthens. Ladies and gentlemen, we're headed there. Typical Americans don't need God too much now. They have more than their heart could wish. I mean, I'll go if I want to. I don't. God's blessed me with this and God's blessed me with that. Don't you ever forget what God did. He gave them more than they needed so they would do what, he, what they really wanted to do in spite of His laws. I'm here to tell you tonight, we are on the privileged side of life tonight. We are on the privileged side of life tonight. God is still calling. Come unto me all you that are, let, are, 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 are needy and all of you that are hungry and all of you that are thirsty. Come. I am the well that never runs dry. I am the bread that will furnish you the wisdom of God in every situation. I am the almighty. I change not. I am available. I'm available in the morning. I'm available in the middle of the night. I'm, in av- I'm available in in the middle of your sinfulness I'm available in your middle of your carnality I call on me in the day of trouble and I will hear you and I will come and I will arrest those spirits I know we're living in a day when everybody likes a casual little meeting that's not what it's about it's about stirring up the gift You wouldn't think about just pouring all the contents of a cake in a bowl and then throwing them in a pan. You stir them up. When others see our devoutness to prayer, travail, and worship. And the ones I think need to see it most now are our children and our grandchildren. 
They're the closest to us. And I've got to praise some of these parents and grandparents that are here tonight. I'll tell you, Sunday night when that broke out here and I watched our children weeping and crying in the prayer and the clo- and the worship. It wasn't about running the aisles for them. It was about lifting up their hands and their hearts and their heads. If you weren't here Sunday night I'm here to tell you it was one awesome experience to see those children as they paraded in the presence of the Lord. I don't know what kicked it off. I just know God was standing somewhere close when somebody opened the door and he brought angels by the dozens in this house and I'm telling you people all over the place were weeping and praising God and giving glory to God because he is an ever present help in the time of need and we need it now and we're going to keep pushing for it now we're not waiting till next month when it gets worse we're going to do it now now is the day of salvation now is the day of need now is the time Y'all go ahead, come to the music, if you will. They want in on it if it is working for the daily diet of righteousness, peace, and joy. You are right. I am trying to do the work of God. My calling to stir up the gift that is within you. Several mornings ago when God gave me this, five o'clock in the morning, It was hard to imagine exactly how it was all going to turn out. I just couldn't quit writing. I just, the Holy Ghost, I know several of you had to be praying because I didn't pray that much. I just know that God heard somebody's prayer and all of this stuff was running like a, I couldn't write quick enough. I couldn't get those pictures off of the line quick enough to show that we believe in the heavens. To we believe in men that can have a, a, a path in the sky to get from one planet or to one part of the world to another part of the world with nothing but a little bitty. Uh, 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 what, what would it call those the things you got in your phone? Uh, uh, you know, to shows you the way. GPS, yeah, that's what. I mean, they had those things way back there. And you'd set a chart, and then you'd call winds aloft because if the wind's blowing this way and you're going that way, you got to adjust and you fly at an angle. And some of us are needing to turn to an angle because I'm telling you, you can set your heading, but if you don't set your bearing, it's a totally different deal. Because looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, and say, I'm going to serve God. You've got every wind of every doctrine that's trying to push you offline. And the first thing you know, you're going to have to adjust your heading. Because it makes a difference. And the winds of doctrine are blowing like crazy. All over our world. Spirit leads us to be such bright lights that the world sees their pathos. The washing of the water, the Spirit by the Word creates holiness. It happens as you serve Him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Nobody has to tell you much. It just is a desire. 
and sow tonight. You may want to make an altar out of your bench and take about five minutes. Feel free to come to the front. Maybe you want to sit at your bench and lean forward. But it's a time for us to break the physical rules and follow the leading of the Spirit. And if the Spirit's not leading you to pray deeper, to travail over your kids and grandkids, that's between you and God. But when Zion travails, sons and daughters are born. This altar's open for whoever. The prayer room is open every service. Just sing whatever you feel to sing or play. You don't even have to sing. We're not following men. If I have not preached the word, somebody owes it to me to tell me. But we've got to travail for our kids, for our neighbors. Because he said sons and daughters are born when Zion travails. The seed has got to start somewhere. Tell them what God spoke to you in your prayer.
Still what you do 